Hello and welcome to Rhythm and Pixels, a video game music podcast. My name is Rob Nichols. And I'm Pernet. And this is our third podcast anniversary. It's a strange feeling, let me tell you that. It just kind of snuck up on us. Snuck up on us. This time, three years ago, you showed up at my house and I said, get the microphone, we're going to listen to game music, and we're going to talk to nobody in the room. Whoa, whoa, let's not go it's nuts here. It was, it, was, it was a little more smooth than that. It was more like, <laughs> hey, Purnell, I have this idea. I feel as though we'd be, it would be quite corking if we got together <laughs> to perform some sort of musical ritual. I never talked like that. You totally did. I was like, oop, hey, Purnell, we're going to go uh, listen to video game music. <laughs> well, that's true, too. That, that, that's what you did in the real world. But I was trying to gloss it up a little bit, right. you know, trying to save you some face. But hey, it all works out the same way, which is that... I agreed to it. We hung out. Okay, you agreed to it. Everybody, he agreed to it. This is true. Well, that wasn't a surprise. <laughs> of course I agreed to it. I'm aware. There's no secret here. Oh, man. And I came over, and we recorded our first episode of The Sound Test, and the episode topic was Mega Man music, and... Mm-hmm. It was funny because we didn't do any major prep or anything. It was just, let's just see if we have some kind of rhythm or chemistry going with this dialogue. Yeah. And I mean, we've been friends for a long time. Oh, yeah. And, and we just, just talk about stuff anyway. Yeah. So I was like, why not just record it? Other people might like the fact that we garble about nonsense. Right. Yeah. And then after that episode was recorded, Rob mm. decided to scrap it. And what he want? It was not bad. It was fine. It was, you just had these perfectionist standards with mm. you and your production values and producer credits. But anyway, the point is, we decide. He decided he wanted to try it one more time, and of course, I was down because my verb, my dialogue to the whole idea was always: if we get one listener, that's awesome. If we get no listeners, that would suck. But whatever, whatever. we're having fun. But in the end, we got a number of listeners, Mm -hmm. and every one of them has been just fantastic. It's honestly become a sort of friend-based circle in a way. Like, I talk to people Mm -hmm. in the Discord and the Facebook group, like like we would be hanging out at the bar having a sandwich and discussing, you know, what game is better, Mega Man 2 or 3. Mega Man 3 is better. Don't respond to that. And I feel as though Rob would be in the same boat there. Like, yeah, it's like it's like a it's like discovering a new friend group that we never knew about, never knew existed. And I think a lot of other shows, other other video game music podcasts probably feel the same way. Oh yeah, like I think a lot of the people that we became friends with are mm-hmm. other podcasters that before they were just kind of like just yeah. this nebulous universe, and now they're just great people. So, like, so the- I want to give a shout. I want to open the show with shout outs, and then with some bubbly. So, the first shout out has to be to the one and only true blue hero, Jim Her of Her's Potato Chips. <laughs> Is it Jim? Jim Her? Yeah, it Jim, Jim Her. Her. Thank you, Jim. For the most delicious, or, or is it down <laughs> below, Jim? <laughs> uh, unfortunately, <laughs> we don't know. For making those potatoes, there's no way he's down below. He's flying high in the sky on a tasty potato run. Mm. Uh, but I want to give huge shout out, of course, to the grandfather of all of our podcasts, the Legacy Music Hour, yes. Robert Brent, um, whose hiatus birthed <laughs> so <laughs> many more. So many more. Um, I want to thank uh, Keyglyph. 
Um, and Josh Adachi from the VGM Jukebox. Mm-hmm. Uh, because without their support and, and their lore, um, there wouldn't be this wonderful family. That's for sure. Like, and that exists in the ether. Um, but also, just a general, before you move on from mm-hmm. them, also just a general thought that Emily is easily one of the friendliest people oh, I've yeah. ever met. Like, to put it in perspective, funny side story here. My first trip went up to um to Connecticut for Keep the talking. Retro Game Con, and I didn't have a place to crash, and I'm also a cheap, broke man. So I was wondering, you know, I need to figure out where I'm going to stay, where I'm going to stay. And Keycliffe, having never met me in her entire life, in any way, shape, or form, she only knew me from the podcasting stuff. I was like, you can crash with us if you want, or you can crash with me. And I'm surprised, but she was serious. So you got this, like, giant Timbuktu black dude just stumbling into the door, like, hey, you don't know me, but, you know, I'm here to crash on your floor or whatever. And uh, she wasn't phased. She wasn't shocked. She wasn't scared. She was just like, hey, Pernell, welcome. And we stayed up way too late talking about life and podcasts and video games and our history with our gaming, our favorite pastime and hobby. It was just a glorious time. And then that whole weekend was good, too. She is the best. She's the reason that we're doing this show on a Tuesday, because I want to support her new endeavor on Twitch, in which she um, twitches. She twitches out. Is that what they call it? She, she twitch out. She, she twitch out. She twitches up um classic twitches classic up. games on Thursday nights, which is usually uh, with the night that we record. Oh my god, I just love this idea. We're coming up with new slang. Twitch out. She twitch it up. <laughs> she gets a little twitchy. It's a little twitchy. Um, so here I'm pouring uh, champagne from Chris Murray. Um, this was sent to us a few weeks ago because he knew this this was coming. But at the same time, Rob wanted to make sure it was exceptionally chilled, so he just put it out in the backyard. All right. All right well, Pernell. To good times, good music, good friends, and good new friends. Yes. Podcasting, fantastic, <laughs> splendiferous celebration, gibberish. I agree to 100%. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> Thank you. Mm. Yeah, that's going to wake me up. Yeah, that's not going to wake you up. <laughs> it's, it's tasty, though. Very, very sweet. Yes, it is. All right. Um, also, okay, what else we want to shout out? We want to shout out uh, the Pixel Tunes Radio. Yes. Um, with Mike Levy and Ed Wilson, um, because they are on our coast, mm-hmm. out along with Kegelf, and they really brought us into, made us feel like a family. Oh. And I love driving up and seeing them at Retro World. I love seeing, um, I, and I feel like uh, Cameron Worma is also part of that team you know oh yeah he, like now not pixel tunes radio is not around anymore but definitely the vg embassy of 100 percent. and vgxm or X, xvgm 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 that's, that's what the bubbly's doing already look at this nonsense but the point is they're all a cool family we still all communicate and it's a lot of fun like heck cameron was just selling me on some was it salt and sanctuary today just randomly goes oh i got a switch you should play this game i'm like it's in the backlog <laughs> The but, eternal backlog. But going up to uh, New England and seeing these guys, like especially meeting Cam, it's like, wow, everyone's super accepting, super nice. It's really great seeing all of these people together. And then I stomped them all at Sushi Go Party. That's right. And play some, play some games up there, too. <laughs> I got to stop. Um, but it's, it's actually true. So, yeah, definitely the XVGM radio, uh, Pixel Tunes radio, and... Um, Fiji Embassy because we've had Ed on our show multiple times just just being Ed I love Ed 
Mm-hmm. Um, we had him on. I mm-hmm. believe we'll be having Mike on with his new show pretty soon. Yes. Um, along with new co-host Justin. Right. We also our, thank our friend overseas, Michael Bridgewater. Of the Forever Sound Version Podcast. You hear that every episode, but you can never hear it enough. I, I love his show that much. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to thank the Dyad of the Dyad Presents. Um, he's been a, a, a supporter of all of these things. I want to thank Alex the Messenger. Who, oh, that man. Who's technically in Pennsylvania, but in like the wrong half of Pennsylvania. <laughs> he's in the area that got the snow. Yeah. Um, he's just a supporter of podcasts and great music. Um, it's just amazing. I love that. And man, I'm, I'm going to forget. I'm going to remember a whole bunch later on. As it just flies oh, through. The, the newest, the newest. I, I cannot speak good enough good things about this guy. Um, his name is Hammock, and it's KVGM The Last Wave. And there's only three episodes right now, and it's just it's just a playlist of super chilled, jazzy, really relaxing video game music. And he just says a couple nice things in between. And his name had better be Hammock because of the fact that his music is supposed to let you relax and go to sleep. Yeah, I really want to get that guy onto our show. I am loving this. There's a lot of awesome people that popped into this blasted Mm. thread. It feels good to see it. Feels good to see it. And it just, everybody's wonderful. I. That's not the bubbly talking either. (laughs) We're just feeling real good. We haven't even gotten to the show proper yet. It's just like, just... Fun so for everyone who's just popping in, we are going to be listening to our favorite tracks of the year. I think we're going to do our top five, but we're going to be picking them primarily from the uh, uh, people who have posted on Facebook and Twitter and, and have emailed us directly of what their favorite tunes were and what their favorite episodes were. Now, if you are in some odd way wondering, well, what about your favorite tracks? Well, that may come later on yeah, in the have year. A, might have another one. But this is mostly about the listeners and so, their yeah. thoughts and Hey, let's all just be ridiculous together. So this is going to be the only episode where we're going to be repeating tracks. Hey, no. We, we do it all the time. We <laughs> no, we about, Yeah, we do every podcast anniversary. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the <laughs> podcast anniversary episodes are the other. You know what I mean. Come on. I don't know who's going to go first, but in between songs... And I would like to get through all five tracks plus the bonus. So we have a lot to get through. Mm-hmm. But I have two silly quizzes and I want everyone to play at home everyone to play in the chat you might want to keep it to yourself so Purnell doesn't look at the chat and cheat oh geez I am looking at the chat so I would be cheating by and the way. I also have some um, some just some weird trivia about our show and I think Purnell might find that interesting as well so let's start the show with some music junkin' I guess Junk? no doubt junkin' okay yeah here we go three One, two, two three, three shoot, shoot. One, two, three, shoot. One, two, three, shoot. You jerk! Yeah, what? You jerk! You saw that. No that was... good old rock! Nothing's supposed to beat it! You literally <laughs> threw the rock so many times. You just love the rock. I do. Mm. All right, so I'm going to pick my first track. This is from episode 14-6, Suspense Music, with one of our guests, Eric Desiderio, who is the composer for... Um, it was Diablo 3. It was one of the expansions. It was called like the Nocturne, right? Mm-hmm. And this was a, a Purnell pick. It is from the game Danganropa, Trigger Happy Havoc for the PS Vita, and the track is called Buzzkill. What's up? Yes. Oh, yeah. It composed... Uh, they were like, no, yes, I picked that. Yes, that's right. Uh, composed by Masafumi Takeda. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 
This is Buzzkill from the game Dagon Ropa Trigger Happy for the PS Vita, composed by Masafumi Takeda, and this is from episode 14-6, Suspense Music with Eric Desiderio. One of my favorite guests that we've had on our show. I, I say that about everybody. I have to say, every guest that we've had on our show has been awesome. And let's put that, let me put this into perspective before it gets sidetracked here. So, that doesn't mean we've had bad guests. No. But I would, honestly, if we did have a bad guest, I'd have no shame in acknowledging who that was. But guess what? There haven't been any. Because everyone that we've had on has been just genuinely awesome as a person. And just, they just make it great to have on. It's good to have around. But um, one thing I find funny earlier in the break, Rob was talking about how um, he had like a weird cough and how he was yeah. fighting the, the illness. Well, sorry, Mike had to get funny <laughs> in the sense that like just yesterday I actually went to the doctor. I hadn't gone to the doctor oh, that's in about right. four years. It's been a very long time. Four years. Last time you were at the doctor was for some painful surgery, probably, right? Actually, yes, that's exactly what it was. It was to remove a potentially cancerous organ from my body. And so being a cheapskate, I just didn't go. Oh, Mixed Master's heading out, but he'll be back later. And if not, we'll see him in the we'll see him in the digital podcast ether. But um, I as a result of being a cheapskate, I stopped going to the doctor and just didn't bother. But in recent light of things, I kind of forced myself to go. And fast forward to the present. Apparently, I got like this bizarre clean bill of health. They were like, you're absurdly healthy. You're, the only thing we want you to do is maybe drop 10 pounds. And I was trying to drop like 40. And he was like, you need to drop like 10 pounds. They said, and you want me to get my good cholesterol up. I never hear anybody talk like that. Your cholesterol is too low. So what Put do you more do, in there. What do you do to get your good cholesterol up? She said exercise and I guess also just consume different things that have good cholesterol in them. But mostly she said exercise. Exercise. So, All right, good. Weird stuff like that. Oh, thanks. <laughs> you deserve great guests. I love, I love this group. Everyone's so good. But, oh, also worth mentioning before we forget. So, this was actually listener Christopher Shinstrom's. Yes, I'm sorry. Yeah. One of his favorite episodes. This was one of his favorite episodes. Um, so, shout outs to Chris Shinstrom, who's also a Patreon subscriber of our show. It has been for a number of months. <laughs> yeah, Thank you so much. It's all those hers potato chips. <laughs> it's, I'm ingesting so much sodium. All right. So, since the last podcast anniversary, mm-hmm. we have had 48 episodes. 48 episodes. That's pretty good. Almost one a week. 15 of those shows had guests. Really? Yes. So I'm going to name them all right now. Ed Wilson. Twice. Yes. Chris Baines. Twice. Yes. Master Sword. Random Battles. Mm -hmm. Viking Guitar. Mm -hmm. uh, The Megas lead singer and vocalist, Josh Breeding. Two Mellow. Keyglyph and Josh Adachi from the VGM Jukebox. Eric Desiderio. Michael Bridgewater of the Forever Sound Version Podcast, because I can't say that without his whole name. You have name. to do the whole That's thing. his whole name, yeah. It's just legally his whole name now. Uh, Mitchell Wong. That dude's awesome. Oh, break, dude. Gumblade X and Knight of the Round. Yes. That's huge. And there's more guests to come, because mm-hmm. I got to stop being lazy, and Rob's got to stop being lazy. We're going to get some guests on this show, yeah, because we're some there's more, a list of them ready to go. More composers and more artists on the show. But I think that was really cool. So, Pernell, let's get this going. What's, what's your next track? All right, so... This first one's going to come from listener Infernal Bandicoot, and his favorite track in the last year was, surprisingly, but then again, knowing him, this isn't all that surprising at all, from episode 14-3, Fishing Music, selected by Rob, 
It was the original mode menu music from the game Sega Bass Fishing for the Sega Dreamcast, composed by Makoto Ida. Fishing music. That's what this is. <laughs> so, this was submitted by Infernal Bandicoot, episode 14-3. Track title, original mode menu music from the game Sega Bass Fishing. From mm. Sega Dreamcast, composed by Makoto Ida. Fishing music was an episode that, I'm trying to remember if it was suggested by another listener, mm-hmm. or if it was just something that just kind of came out of nowhere from another it, episode. I, it's hard to say. I think it was. I think it, I think it was listener Wicked Sephiroth. Like you suggested the topic? We suggested the topic. That's why you thought it was him in the or, first place for the pick. Or it was Infernal Bandicoot who had sent us tons of emails that, suggesting. Th- th- now I remember. Now I remember. He sent us a bunch of yeah. tracks for a um, for one of the live for the one of the um, live stream episodes, and his track choice was so good. <laughs> I was like, no, this has to be a whole topic. We're not going to use it here. Mm. We're going to do a full topic, and we're going to give you credit for it on the episode proper. Yeah, we That's what it we, was. We've done that a few times. Yes, it's deservedly <laughs> so. And fishing games have always been such a strange, had a, such a strange sweet spot for me. Mm. They don't, like if it's a normal fishing game where there's no outer game. Like the game is fishing. Yeah, if the yeah. game is fishing, it never has never really clicked for me. Even though I, I've waited if I tried one now, having the experiences that I've had, that mm. would change. But if a game has fishing as a sub-game to unlock items for the main game, I will waste hours on top of hours <laughs> fishing for things. I love that. To I, the I point love where I don't even need the rewards anymore. <laughs> it's just freaking glorious. So I almost feel like I need to come up with a number of other genres of game that I should just give a shot to that I've just never played or I don't give much time to. Like... Well, Don't re- say sports games. No. <laughs> well, recently I did a mixtape. Okay, so after the fishing episode, there was so much great fishing music, I did a fishing mixtape. Which, for the record, had a fantastic splash image. It was the guy <laughs> on the boat with the, with the disco ball. <laughs> with the disco ball and the fishing with the disco ball. And then um, a few weeks ago, we had a mixtape for just racing, arcade racing music. And that was kind of for me. And that was mainly because the con that we did <laughs> kind of fell through and was not super 
the recording didn't work out. The con wasn't really that cool. So we thought, hey, let's just put some music together. And then we then we did the the, the geek trifecta. Yes, which for the record is which still probably one of my favorite episodes for the image and also yes, for just the, the topic in general. So yeah, the images became a thing on uh, Rhythm and Pixels because it's they're just fun to do. At first, the first time I started doing them, I was just taking pictures of us being stupid and then overlaying video game stuff. Mm-hmm. And then I got really good with a GIMP, which is like the the freeware Photoshop. And I was taking the eraser tool and using a mouse and and cutting out us individually like with the mouse tracing the outlines of our of our heads i've traced the outline of your skull so many times well fortunately over. for you it's my over. skull is as smooth over. as a baby's <laughs> butt it just it's an easy trace but now i've gotten really good with some of the other like cutting tools in that game and that game in that program so and now it's just a fun thing to do at the at the end of every episode we go like hey what should be the thing and we we come, come we dish around and come up with it on the fly. And my wife looks at me and she's like, "What are you doing? We're like posing all stupid." <laughs> <laughs> I'm still trying to come up with a good way to pose like mid air, but it hasn't quite nailed yeah. that yet. But if that happens, oh look the heck out because I have ideas on top of ideas to be used like mid air. I had one thought where I could like ball up <laughs> like like I, like a bowling game. Like I'm getting rolled down the bowling alley. Oh, I, like, <laughs> oh, I, ha- I have an idea for this episode, and I'll talk about it during the next track. The next track is from episode 13-3 with artist Too Mellow. This was our focus on hip-hop music with Too Mellow. And this is a track, it was technically a bonus track on the episode, but it's from the game, so it counts. This is his remix from the Mirror Temple stage. It's called the Mirror Magic Remix of Mirror Temple. That's a lot of M's. From the game Celeste, mm-hmm. which is one of my favorite games one of the few games that i've completed i think he this sold year. that to chris murray recently i did so chris murray um recommended or so this is one of his favorite episodes despite it being about hip-hop which is not really his thing which made me really happy to hear um to mellow also being probably so true to his name the mellowest mellowest guy ever we've had on the show so this is it this is mirror temple mirror magic remix and this is easily my top five of the year and one of my top tracks ever. I love the song from the game Celeste. Thank you. 
and we're back. You've been listening to Mirror Temple, Mirror Magic Remix. A lot of M's. Game, <laughs> from the game Celeste. Um, and that was composed by Lena Rain and remixed by Too Mellow. It's in the game as a B-side, one of the special stages. The hair pull-out stages. <laughs> and we had it from the game. We got we played it from the episode World 13-3 Hip Hop with guest Too Mellow. I got to point this out. So <clears throat> earlier on, we were talking about um, favorite images or splash images. Yeah, for, for what was the episode? The, the favorite silly images that we've done for the show. And at one point, I mentioned one that wasn't done by Rob, and definitely not by me, because I've never done one. Um, But it was created by a fan in regards to me attacking my backlog in a shooter environment. I forgot who it was initially, but it turns out that Wicked Sephiroth provided that image. Oh, I know. I know the funniest one. It's the one of us from clash of demon head oh god that was weird my brother actually <laughs> like wrote to me one. at one point on that one came out my brother wrote me and said what the heck is wrong with you two <laughs> so weird and i was like everything that there's nothing the wrong this is all right oh that's so weird oh man all right so to keep things moving along i have put together quizzes that pernell has to answer dun, dun, dun. well they're just fun games so people in the chat people at home if you're listening wherever you are play along and we're going to go into the first one for now you cannot look at my screen or the or the chat so i won't look at the chat you can't look at the chat but everyone's having fun there everyone's having fun without you can you see my screen at all no i'm gonna make it real small anyway well i can't i'm not looking up i'm looking down yep. in shame <laughs> all right here we go are you ready this is double dragon enemies or 90s rappers what Okay. I think I'm going to nail these, though. Are you, okay, it's going to start easy All and right. then hopefully get harder. Okay. The next the next quiz might be harder. I don't know. <laughs> okay. Okay, so I'm going to give you a name, and you have to tell me if it's if, it, if it's from a Double Dragon game. Okay. Th- any of them. NES, Double Dragon, Neon, any of them. Battle or Double Dragon, all that. Or if it's a 90s rapper. Okay. Okay. It's going to start super easy. Okay. All right, I'm gonna, I have to write down. I have to keep track of your score. Honestly, if you name one, of it's going to be a specific one if it's going to start easy. I know who it's Oh, it's going to start easy. A Bobo. You know, clearly it's a 90s rapper. No, it's not. I know. I'm not, I'm not being stupid there. It is actually a double dragon enemy. The okay. boldest of them all. All right, here come Next one. Okay. Ice Cube. <laughs> Still easy. 90s rapper. Very good. Also, famous star on... All right. Number three. Okay. Mason. M-A-S-O-N. Double Mason. dragon. Double dragon. Very good. Coming up next, Mechno Mitt. That's clearly a rapper, because if that was a double dragon enemy, I'm missing something. That is a double dragon enemy. Bull piss! Where was he from? He is from Double Dragon Neon. That was a good game, too! Was he the guy on the bike that was supposed to be Mega Man? Um, yeah, I know it was a bike thing. I didn't look up exactly what all It was totally were. the guy that was supposed to be Mega Man. How did I... Um, pistols. All right. Anyway, next one. Next one. This is number five, Redman. Oh, clearly that's Red Man. <laughs> hey, there's a Redman. What is his weapon? Go. What does he give you? Colorizer. <laughs> All right. Andre 3000. <laughs> I wish that was a double dragon <laughs> enemy, but alas, no. Very good. All right, here coming up next. Hover Bizzle. If that's a double... It's getting harder. No, oh. that is a... Uh, you know what? I'm going to go with a leap. That is a double dragon enemy. That's a double dragon enemy. All yes. Right. But you gotta say what he was from. I don't know, man. <laughs> I, think, I think that was also neon. There was a lot of. It had to be neon. There was futuristic ones in neon. All right, all right. Here we go. Davy. How have you not mentioned Linda yet? 
<laughs> I should have. Because that was too easy. Davey. Rapper. Nope. Double Dragon. Wait, one! Davey, uh, Double Dragon 3. Who are these weird people? Alright, Mac 10. Rapper. 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 Willie Mackey. <laughs> Willie Mackey. Willie Mackey. He better be a rapper. Double Dragon. What the heck? <laughs> Has to be Neon. These guys aren't real. No, no, Willie Mackey is from Double Dragon 3. I remember that was all from Double Dragon 3. I remember dying so much in the game that I failed to take right. note of the names. Raekwon. Rapper. Rapper. Mob Deep. <laughs> I want him to be Double Dragon guy also, but he is not. I think that's the joke, is that like we want them to be Double Dragon enemies. <laughs> oh, I'm gonna beat the tar out of these Mob Deep. And Chin Tai. Totally Double Dragon. Yeah, first one. Alright, that's pretty good. That's pretty I good. I missed like three of you them. You missed like three of them. Three out of... Hold on here. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, thirteen. So, alright, you got ten out of thirteen. Yeah, but... Pretty good. Pretty good. See, there you go. And you gotta give me so credit, man. Some of those were just weird. They were just weird. I didn't make them super, super hard. He didn't even say Skull Skullmageddon, so I could have accidentally called him a rapper. <laughs> Skullmageddon! See, I actually like these quizzes, and I like that you have to take the time to go through them, because for me, I'm like, yeah, <laughs> what is your favorite video game? What is your favorite video game? Oh, we had a question in the chat, too. All right, one well, more question, you, and then we'll get to back to the music. This might be easier for you. Okay. Brian asks, Brian Mosey asks, ever in episode, one of you picked out that the other person was kind of, ugh, Ooh, dreading well, to do? Dreading to do. Honestly, I, I want to say there have been a few. That is out of just difficulty. Difficulty to think of. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, let me think about that. Because I want to throw a freebie one to you because of the fact that how it turned out, I know it had to originally give you problems. What's that? Infiltration. No. Really? Not at Cause all. Because you were like, because you didn't even pick for the right topic. No, I picked for the right topic. <laughs> just not the topic. <laughs> That's coming up later, by the way. All right, what's your next track? We got to get in. All right, so my next track was, okay, this is another submission, and then I'll go to like the more abstract <laughs> suggestions, but this one, while it wasn't amongst the year of tracks, I am not going to dismiss an awesome suggestion from a great, fantastic listener. And this comes from our boy, Wicked Sephiroth. And this track is from the Montage Music episode 9-9, Montage Music with Cameron Chiles. And the track title is Feel the Sunshine from the game Sonic R on the Saturn, composed by Richard Jock.
Can you feel the sunshine? I hope you can. It's freaking cold outside. Anyway, this is Feel the Sunshine from Sonic R, composed by Richard Jock for the Sega Saturn. And it was featured on episode 9-9, Montage Music with Cameron Sheelix. That was a very fun episode. And also a fun, you know, wall or splash image, too, just to point out some people were talking about splash. Oh, yeah, that was right. That's right. That was, that was that one. He actually busted his butt to try to get a midair shot of himself. I was really... Guys, I remember he had a baby on the way. He was moving. His whole house was like... I think it was it was all like... It was in boxes. Mm-hmm. And he was still like jumping in the in the room, like trying to get his iPhone to like capture it while he was jumping it was so good man pretty amazing and then we put guile's theme on the background because it goes with everything because it goes with everything i thought you know why not and it's and, and it's just an uplifting track for guile's theme so to answer brian's question um the the episodes where i was not looking forward to it or had a hard time with was the wild west episode and the suspense episode because those are two kind of genres styles of music that i don't usually get into. I will say suspenseful music was another one of mine too Mm -hmm. but at the same time this question is a tough one for me because I think Rob can vouch for this. A lot of the episode topics end up coming out of my weird domicile where I'm just like at work and like I spill spill Indian food on the floor go oh my god cultural music I didn't even think about that. That's a topic I'm just like message probably cultural music or or at the be, end of an episode like something will come up where it's like oh we need we need to do this gotta do that we have to do this episode and by the way we still got to do the, the one weird episode the one weird episode yes which only people on the youtube stream will know because we're going to say it after the next track yes but this was i mean also i like i love the really cheesy sonic music when i bought this game like the sonic adventure like june sinway yeah, but not Jen. It's the thing about like this I is, get Crush Forty and all that. Oh, they have nothing wait. on this right. OST. So Richard Jacques, he played on his show because he also did the music for Metropolis Street Racer for the Sega Dreamcast. Really? Yes. It's kind of like night and day between that and this. No, um, there's a lot of similarities between the pop the pop music that he. There's had. the feel. There is. There's um, the the. There is like crazy like '90s. Like there's some sunshine, like fast house music, but yeah. not a lot of sunshine. And there's like some. sunshiny female vocals, rave vocals. Can you feel them? I can feel them. All right, that's what's up. All right, all right. But all like, right. I feel like I don't know. Like it's all coming up with topics and then trying to run with them mm-hmm. ends up always being a good time because with this show. When we do our, originally we started doing it, we were like using very conventional topics. Like, okay, this episode is shooters. This episode is fighters. Uh, composer focus. Composer, I, I still like to do. We did do more composer focus actually, but like what ended up happening was as we started coming up with the stranger topics. Yes, it forced us to come out of the well, our staple wheelhouses of like, well, these are the tracks that everyone knows and loves, or these are the tracks that I know and love. The original format was to play music. We would pick a game, and we would each pick a track from a specific game. Yeah. It was Contra. Yeah. And then we did, um, like, uh, it was like Ease. Dreamcast, Dream Ups, we did Ease. Um, and then there was just, oh, and uh, Persona? Yeah. And then eventually Which we Which is just, one of my favorite music episodes, because I love per- the music from Persona. Maybe it was Shimagami Tensei. Shimagami Tensei as a whole. We never did a Persona focus, which theoretically, given how big that sub-series oh, we is, just, we could yeah, we do could that. We could do it. Um, so, yeah, that's that's something we can definitely get into. But that, that, that somehow it churned into something else because it was just... Um, maybe it was to free us up to play more, more of our of what we liked or what we found. It's just, a, just, a, just a, it felt freeing, you know. I just thought about this on the one. She wanted to be free that? for now. <laughs> Can you uh, see? One, two, break, free. What's up? 
Jared asks. Jared. <laughs> <laughs> what the eyeball twitch. Jared wants to say, Purnell, have you watched the Zelda cartoon? I just bought the collection at Walmart on DVD. I really like it. The sound effects and music are so nostalgic. Well, <laughs> now did you phrase it like that? Um, but yeah, in my opinion, I have watched the Zelda cartoon as a kid, and I've watched a little bit of it in recent days because, as I mentioned earlier, I had become a huge retro fan of the Super Mario Brothers Super Show. Uh, when I was a kid, I used to record it on VHS after every episode aired and then rewatch it ad nauseum. Most particularly when they would feature like actual songs redone for the show, like you know, feeling hot, hot, hot on the Lava Chase episode and all that kind of stuff. And I would always get ecstatic and antsy for the upcoming, you know. Did they ever do the Macarena, or was the Macarena too far? No, Macarena hadn't come out yet. Okay, had not come out yet. It's that old, man. This show is old. And um, life without the Macarena. But every week, at the end of every episode, they would go, "Hey, here's a clip from the upcoming Zelda episode." And it would get us all gelled up and riled. It's like, how are they going to show four clips from a show that's technically about 15 minutes long after commercials? But they did it. We got to the episode and we enjoyed it. But looking back on it now, having gotten reinvigorated with the getting re um, reintroduced to the series, Mario holds up better. Nostalgia and all. Because I would say, for one, it does a great job with the sound effects. And it does a weird thing where, you know, as I'm sure a lot of people know that, you know, there was the whole Mario 1 and Mario 2 thing, and originally it was Doki Doki Panic, became Mario 2 mm -hmm. in the States. But that cartoon was a prime way of defining that Mario 2 is what created the majority of what became the Mario universe. Like, almost everything in the Super Mario Bros. cartoon was derived from Mario 2. With the exceptions being Koopa and the Fire Flower and the Troopas. That's it. Were Shy Guys in the cartoon? Yes. Oh, no kidding. And I loved Shy Guys huh. in the cartoon. Yeah. Princess Peach could become super in the cartoon. She got Fire Flowers and a Starman at one point. It was just... It was so good. Mario... I'm sorry, Luigi wore red tights sometimes because the animators were just screwing it up. <laughs> it was such a good show. Yeah, and they had funny. such weird episodes like... There was an episode where they went to Rapland and everybody spoke in rhymes. Mm. There was an episode where um, they went to the Delaware River. It was like the Mushroom River. Something was like something like George Washington crossing the Delaware. Oh, I was like, but Delaware it was River. George Washington crossing the, like the Delaware River. I can't remember what they called the river. George Washington. George Washington. They had a um, freaking uh, episode what? with um, what was it Red Rod Little Red Riding Hood, but Princess Peach was Red Riding Hood and Bowser <laughs> was trying to eat her as the big bad wolf. That's insane. Weird stuff, that but it worked. There was even an episode. Where the princess was convinced by Bowser through blackmail to marry him, and King Koopa's mother showed up for the wedding, and she was like this sassy southern mom who was like, Hey there, Koopa baby! It was so weird. That's so strange. I can't believe I went off on that tangent, but it was worth it. I, I should, you know, maybe I should get back into it. Because we talked about this in the last episode where I was watching um, She Ra. Yeah! And it was very strange. A very strange drug trip of a show. So, I mean, the original She Ra. The new She Ra. I like it a lot. Oh, I got it wrong. Electric Boogaloo says... I'm sorry. From Bandicoot says... Richard Jacques' last name is actually pronounced Jakes. Jakes. Someone pointed that out, and I forget it every time. You know? I'm sure he gets that. I'm sure he gets that. All right. So my next track. I'm going to jump ahead with my picks to keep up with this um, energy of this, ep of this track. This is from episode 12-2, uh, Retro Tributes. Remember that one? Maybe. Maybe. Or I picked a game. I picked a track from a game that I had not played yet, but I have played a lot now. It's called 20XX. It is a roguelike Mega Man X 
game, <laughs> which is insane. And this is the final boss music, Omega Model, which is like the, I think the third or fourth form of the final boss, which I still haven't seen yet because that game is super hard. Mm -hmm. And it is composed by Brandon Ellis. You can get it on Steam, you can get it on PS4, you can get it on Switch. Everywhere great video games are sold. This is from the game 20XX. This is Final Boss, the Omega Model, composed by Brandon Ellis. This was from episode 12-2, Retro Tributes. World 12 is very special for us because there was more than 10 episodes in that world. We had um, 12 Glitch, which was a fun, that was a uh, live-streamed episode. And then we had 12-12, which was the time the multiplication tables, which was really? also very, very silly. Dun, 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 dun. Are you ready, Pernell? I'm ready. I just I wanted to confirm something, because I'm looking at this, um, and I knew I wasn't crazy about this here, but uh, see, I think I was a little bit off. I'm, I'm tired. Anyway, <laughs> the point is, I was like, ah, for some reason I thought it was 88. All right, but, here we um, go. Quiz number two, Pernell. No, I don't want to know it. I don't want to know it. Put the trip. Put put the chat down. Oh, all right, and look away. Oh, well, I'm not looking. <laughs> all right, not looking. This is the next quiz. This is. Can you guess if this is a Street Fighter move or a pro wrestling move? So, is it a Street Fighter attack? Like hey, a, this should be easy. Like though. a Hadouken. I've heard or a easy. pro wrestling move, like the Figure Four hold. Okay, well, I've heard enough Street Fighter references in my life that this shouldn't be too hard. I it's think. gonna start easy. Oh, and it's, it's going to probably end easy as well. Right, here we go. Are you, I mean, and this is this is mainly Street Fighter Four. Oh, that's, thanks for making it harder then. Because like, there's a lot of characters in that. And most of them are, you would probably guess. Here we go. Here we go. Super easy. Number one. Yoga Fire. Street Fighter. Well, you did say it would be super easy. Final answer. <laughs> about to say it better not be wrong. All right. Number two. Choke Slam. That's a wrestling move. That's a wrestling move. 
something tornado throw. That's a Street Fighter move. Yes. I'm not picturing anybody doing a tornado throw in a wrestling ring and even making it do justice to the name itself. Spinebuster. Wrestling. That's wrestling. Death Drop. Wrestling. That's wrestling. Very good. You're killing this. The Falling Sky. Street Fighter. Oh my god. This is killing me. Sidewalk Slam. Wrestling. Wrestling. I thought you were going to guess it was like Cody or something. No. Ah, oh, jeez. All right. Getting harder now. Electric Thunder. If that's not Street Fighter, I'll be shocked. Street Fighter. <sighs> Double Flash. Wrestling. Ooh, Street Fighter. Who? That's Double Flash. Flash Kick. That's Guile. Oh, Double Flash. <laughs> we were just talking about Guile, too. All right, here we go. All right. Powerplex. Wrestling. It's wrestling. That would that was an interesting pop to Double Flash. That <laughs> yeah, was a yeah. tricker. Illusion Spark. Street Fighter. Street Fighter. Electric Chair Drop. Street Fighter. No, that's wrestling. Who? Chair. Electric Chair. That's wrestling. I don't know, man. Just the fact that it was a chair. <laughs> is, who's going to... Where, first of all, where did they get the electric chair to even have the electric <laughs> chair drop in wrestling? That didn't even make sense. That must be like one of those weird themed events where they had one... I think it was done a team, once. It's like a team move. Yeah, it was something... I, I Wikipedia'd like wrestling moves. Does the guy chew on a battery and then get <laughs> tossed into the opponent? I thought the chair would have been, a, would have been able to throw you off. All right. The last one is Final Atomic Buster. Okay, that's wrestling. That's oh, no, 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 I stopped myself. That's freaking like Zangief. A Zangief, a Street Fighter. Don't you even try to jump ahead there. I would not have missed a Zangief. That's very good. You only got like, was it one wrong, right? That's right. That's good. And your face is everybody. I'm not that bad at this sort of thing. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12. 12 out of 13. The people's elbow. The people's elbow. Yeah! Oh yeah! <laughs> oh yeah! Gotta get that tornado throw, <laughs> brother! Brother in the sunshine state with the yoga fire. Oh my god! Okay, you can get the weird out of the of the original uh, man, but the character he portrayed will always be dear to me. All right, Pernell, it's up to your pick. All right, so at this point, we get a little bit more nebulous with my selection. So ne nebulous, yes, and you'll see why what I mean. So. We started when we start. We proposed the question of you know provide us some of your favorite tracks and episodes and stuff, and a lot of what people said were less about specific episodes and more general thoughts about the show, which yeah. are totally appreciated by the way. And one of them, which both makes me smile but also makes me laugh hysterically in its own right, is that people have actually come to appreciate what originally started as a humorous reference to Sonic the Hedgehog cartoons and old 80s cartoons. Yeah. Which is, I know Sonic wasn't an 80s cartoon, but <laughs> right, I mean, right, 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 other right. stuff. Like but, 90s, um, right, yeah. But the idea of a final message at the end of an episode, or as it's become dubbed, and remember. The and remember. So, I figured there's really no, like, I say, like, a particular one that I recall, because as you know, a lot of the time, I, they're all things I think of. They come up at the last minute of the episode. Like, okay, I can come up with something. I think of something. It comes out of my memories or my thoughts. So I decided, why not go with an episode-ending track that we usually play, which will likely loop run over when we're doing those statements. We're making those statements. Oh, so, so this, is, this, is, this, is, this is this the first one, or was this one that you just thought of? This like, is one. This is one of the, my favorite tracks that have played over, over that one of those. Okay. So this track is from episode thirteen nine. Space is the place. Hmm. 
And the track title is Come Forward Forward from the game Bangayo on the Sega Dreamcast, oh, composed love. by Norio Hanzawa. Love Bangayo. baby because space is the place and this track from that episode is come forward forward from the game Bangayo for the second Dreamcast composed by Norio Hanzawa and again it was referenced and selected because I feel like this is one of my favorite chess that has played over one of the end remember segments and that so, seems like an odd thing by the way but. so we talked about on Facebook or I asked like which episode did you start doing that where you would have like your words of wisdom at the end of a show. Because I remember you started it and I had no idea you were gonna do it. I honestly can't even remember. Like I'm very by the seat of your pants in a lot mm-hmm. of ways, which, which again, is, why is a large part of why this show <laughs> is so much why fun. Rob keeps well that too, yeah. but why Rob does such a good job of keeping this show together because he's the he's consistency and I'm chaotic. So Rob would be like, okay, here's the schedule. Let's get on the schedule and do this every week. And if he weren't doing that, I'd be like, oh, well, Wednesday seems good on Tuesday night. <laughs> and Rob's like, well, I got family functions like it was together. And after like two, he's like, well, I guess we can't do this I, anymore. I feel like, um, like sometimes you get here and like work and life has like really beaten you down. And slowly over time, over listening to music and hanging out and chatting, like your energy kind of lifts back up again. And then I feel like the end, remember, the little thing at the end of every show is you not giving an affirmation just for the show but for yourself too i have to agree with it because at this point i have to outright retract my statement i do not agree with what rob just said <laughs> i have my own thoughts and opinions <laughs> however you know, that's good i do feel as though that is what he said is true jokes aside and that i will come out i'll have a rough day like i have some weird days here and there and as rob could probably vouch for i'm the type of person where I'm harder on myself than on pretty much anyone else. Like if a friend of mine told me they're having a problem, they're struggling, I'll become a completely different person just to support them and get them through what they're dealing with. I can have social anxiety by myself, but if a friend is like, I'm nervous about going to this show, I'm like, not anymore, you're not now, but I'm a party animal, let's get this thing done. But when it comes to me, I kind of falter. But when I come in 
and we sit down and we start doing these records and we start chatting about cool music and knowing that you know everyone's going to be hanging out and chatting and listening to it later yeah, especially the live streams definitely yeah, yeah especially the live streams mm-hmm. just something happens it's like I guess I want to say it's almost mm-hmm. like the pure Purnell comes out it's like this is me at my best like I'm happy I'm putting my best foot forward I'm hanging out with my friend I really like hearing that about the show I mean I like hearing that about you that that you feel like this is your this is your true form yeah <laughs> because I mean because a lot of times it's hard to, to, to stay positive yeah it's a yeah. It's a, it's a weird world we're living in nowadays man it's, and heaven forbid you gotta pay a stack of bills or do whatever else yeah. typical people have to do to stay afloat in this society but when you get together with your friends you're talking about good music you're just reminiscing about fun times in the past eating crunch bars as <laughs> as 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 like Infernal Bandicoot just said, like it's just it just feels good. Like it, it makes you feel great. And then I like to pass a little bit on because when that lucidity is there mm-hmm. and my thoughts are fresh, it's like here's a thought I had. I want to throw this out there. So what was started as a joke became something that clicked because one somebody yeah. outright wrote us one day and said. I especially appreciate yes that you guys have a positive message at the end of every episode. So we we read every email and every text and every chat, whatever DM that we receive through the podcast, and it means a whole lot to us. And one of the very early emails that we received were from a pair of listeners from uh, Saudi Arabia, and that and they said that they really appreciated our positive uh, message, and specifically your positive message, and that that really kind of drove how we format our show kind of going forward so i'm going to move into our next track this is kind of my my number two track of the year it really is my number two track of the year really it's from the infiltration episode (laughs) the one i thought gave you problems in which i just played street fighter music from the professional street fighter player named infiltration um, and this is the theme of Manat from Street Fighter V, one of the newer characters in the game, for the PS4, composed by Keiki Kobayashi. I, I think. I thought it was somebody else. I'll have to double-check that. And that is episode 13-4 from Street Fighter V.
You're listening to the theme of Minot from Street Fighter V for the PlayStation 4. This is composed by Daniel Lindholm, not um, the uh, original Japanese composer of Street Fighter V. And I, I knew I had that wrong. It must have been wrong in my old notes as well. But they brought in Daniel Lindholm to do um, the music for a lot of the new uh, DLC characters for the last season of Street Fighter V. Ah, and that's and that's how they got the guest characters guest composer to come yeah. in and do it um, and it's just he has killed it on every single tune even some of the uh, um, uh, uh, remakes of the original <laughs> songs so we were talking about candy bars what our favorite candy bars were and, and I love you asked so me and I said Kit Kat and you said take five I thought that was a little too much yeah, honestly, I don't, I don't buy that. Take take five is just enough, though. We did have a, a listener agree that it's actually both alt rate, awesome, and overkill. But <laughs> my overkill. favorite traditional bar is the Snickers. The traditional, yes, because take five is not traditional. It is a freaking pretzel covered in everything else. Because the because there's a pretzel in it, it's non traditional. Yes, because there's no there's no bar. It's a pretzel. <laughs> It's not a bar, it's a pretzel. All right, what do you Shaped feel, like a rectangle. What do you feel about 100 grand? And I think that's worth maybe 10,000 at best. I feel like that I feel like I can't eat that. It's worth like 10,000. It's 10, just so best. thick. It's all crunchy caramel. You can't get you can't get your teeth through it. Also, least favorite candy bar. Ooh. Almond Joy slash Mounds. Those things are disgusting and they need to disappear. It's, Halloween this year, my boss learned because I actually learned to get along with her before in the last couple of years. It's funny how that works. What don't you like about either of those? Coconut shavings, man. Those things are oh, atrocious see, and gross. I, see, I love coconut. I don't like those. I feel like it's it's too they are made. They are filled with barfic nougat. And I don't like it. But uh, like when she learned that, that same day we were having like a, a office trick-or-treat run mm-hmm. where you know people put candy outside their door and people pick it up. I'm like, yeah, trick-or-treat at your office or whatever. So... When the group was passing my office, because I wasn't trying to be social, I just put the candy out and didn't trick or treat with everybody. I was like, yeah. just, just take the candy and go to that Pernell and put the best stuff out, which I did, by the way. She came by the office with a handful of Mounds Bar, like mini Mounds Bars, and just like lobbed them into my office. I was like, what is this? <laughs> Why would you do that? That's like salting. That's like throwing salt at a ghost. You don't do that to me, man. Those are disgusting. That's funny. It's like, oh, you don't like those Mounds? You don't like the Almond Joys? Get it. <laughs> <laughs> no, they're disgusting. Uh, Fifth I, Avenue or Butterfinger, Cameron Worma S. Fifth Avenue. Mm. I love them both, but Fifth Avenue kills it. Ooh. And the crunch. I'm going Butterfinger. I love Butterfingers. Butterfingers Podcast used to be Civil like my... War. Rhythm and Pixel Civil War. <laughs> the Rhythm and Pixel Civil War. <laughs> oh! um, yeah, I used to eat Butterfingers. They used to be my go-to when I was like in like grade school or something. I used to have a, a Butterfinger and a, remember Pepsi Kona? Yes. I used to eat, eat those together. That's amazing. It's amazing that my teeth survived middle school, the amount of sugar that I eat. Yeah, but honestly, we were kids back then. You yeah. know, we're all, we're all like, we were built for all kinds of crazy nonsense back in the day. Yeah. So, so anyway, back this track is my favorite of the last year one of my favorites of the last year and it actually might be one of my favorite video game music pieces of, of the actual last year that came, that came out this year this was a surprise one when you put it on the show oh. proper it didn't even click for when me when I first heard it I'm like this is, does not sound like a Street Fighter tune this sounds like a, this sounds like something different you know yeah and I have listened to this outside of the show it's so good since you showed it mm-hmm. well since you brought it to my attention All and right. I do like that I'll have to be something I'll come up with in the future like favorite tracks that have been I didn't know about until you brought them to my attention <laughs> 
Yeah, that definitely. That would, that would be a, a cool cool topic, like uh, stuff I didn't know about. Actually, I learn about a lot of stuff because of you on this show because I, I, don't, I don't play a lot of games, so I get to hear about a lot of the stuff. Speaking of that, my brother put an interesting thought in my head today. And What's up? Honestly, I don't think it over. He's like, he's like you, need to, you need to get out there and do more with this stuff, Perna. You have a stupid video knowledge of video games, the likes of which like a lot of people in our area just don't have. And it all came from just general experience. Like, I didn't research yeah, anything. Exposure. It's yeah. all exposure and just being mm. a nerd. And uh, the, I, the idea came to mind. I was like, what, would it make sense if I were to ever somehow magically become either A, an eSports pro or sort of pro? Oh. Or, 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 or a gaming personality. A commentator. Yes. Yes. That would be legit. The problem is, is that a lot of the popular eSports, you don't care anything about. No, You'd I have don't. to learn those games inside and out. He you, literally and suggested that I try to play Fortnite. I was like, eh. you, could be a for- you could be a Fortnite commentator. I could. That guy just jumped off that floating or, bus again. Or um, Hearthstone is very popular. He just played a card. Oh my god! Did the jump a jump? Let me explain what just happened in five minutes. <laughs> I'm telling, you would be you would be a really good fighting game commentator because it's always like the the people who shout random gibberish during the matches are the most fun to watch. Oh, that's me then. Yeah, but you got. Isn't know that where games. Pringles originally came from? Yeah, the, the curly mustache, because it was always open up a can, open up a can of whoop ass, <laughs> and then the can turned into a Pringles can, and then the Pringles can turned into just curly mustache, and so during a match, people would be like, get the curly mustache, get the curly Pringles. mustache. Yeah, it was Pringles, Pringles, curly mustache, and it was about opening up a can. And I gotta confirm this down. statement real quick, because Brian Mosley, he since I, I'm surprised you knew that. What about Pringles? Hey, but the Pringles. Of course, man. Yeah. Come on, even I know Pringles. Wow. But we had the question of eggnog, yes or no? After my atrocious beatdown of the Almond Joy Mounds deal, mm. I gotta say at least eggnog is the is delicious. It's one of my favorite aspects of the holiday season. I get it in both alcoholic and non-alcoholic forms. Mm. Eggnog is the bee's knees, baby. I'll drink it bad. I find it a little too rich. Last last year was the first year that I had like legit eggnog. Do you like the taste of it at least? I, I, oh yeah, yeah I did. So there again, you and you and Brian Mosley yeah. are still brothers because he Don't can't think I'm technically gonna do drink it. it, but he likes it. <laughs> yeah, and you technically can't drink it, but you like it. Yeah, I'm, well, I'm just you know my body's very particular about what yes. it can can and cannot consume. <laughs> <laughs> um, Pernell, let's get into your next track this is your second i think your second to last track or your last track i'm not even sure let's just go until we can't do it yeah we'll just keep going all right so another thing that came to mind from listeners is um just the thought of how we've gotten a lot better with talking to various guests how we get along with i don't know like just how we get along with generally we've gotten better over the years and how we deal with guests so that was a rather nebulous statement. <laughs> but it was brought on by Chris Murray and was very much appreciated. But it made me think, okay, what was a favorite track picked from an episode with a guest from this block of time? And that happened to come from the episode Brass Instruments with Mitchell Wong. Yeah. And the track title was from the, was Jazzy Sabotage from the game <laughs> Guardian Heroes for the Sega Saturn composed by Kasuhiko Suzuki and Norio Hanzawa. Ooh. Episode 15-2.
that horn. Did did Jazzy Sabotage Man. I had to squeeze that in here. <laughs> Brass Instruments with Mitchell Wong from the game Guardian Heroes on the Saturn, composed by Katsuhiko Suzuki and Norio Hanzawa, episode 15-2. This was one of my favorite tracks from my youth in general. Yeah. And Guardian Heroes as a whole is one of my all-time favorite games that I didn't even intend to buy outright. I bought my Saturn. Fun fact. So, you know, everybody has their retrospective on... You know, in hindsight, this is my favorite system ever. This system was the best. But rewind back to the ancient days when the Saturn was still fairly new and competing with the PlayStation, which was also fairly new. They had their tenure. Saturn was older, of course. And I wanted a PlayStation because Final Fantasy VII got announced for it, and it was down the road. And I already even had a couple games for the PlayStation, like Suikoden and Beyond the Beyond, that I needed, I wanted to actually get some play out of. Actually, I'm positive. Either I had Sakota already or I got it later. But anyway, the point is I had it. And I wanted to buy a PlayStation. But my brother beat me to the punch. And he got a PlayStation before I could. And the rule was we couldn't have the same system in the house twice. So the only other system left was, was the Saturn. And at the time, there was no love for me for the Saturn. I did not have an interest in buying it. I didn't care that it existed. And I actually struggled... To choose games to buy on it and play. We didn't have the internet and a wealth of retro knowledge to say these are the 20 best games on the system. It was just, here's a bunch of junk on the Electron's Boutique wall. Good luck, sucker. And um, I walked out. like, ooh, anime characters. Not even that, because (laughs) the cover didn't even portray anime characters. It was like a really... I got mixed up. It had a more Western art style to it. okay, okay. So I was trying to decide on two games to buy, and I walked out with Rayman which I at least remembered liking on the Jaguar. Right. And this weird-looking game called Guardian Heroes. I guess it could look kind of like an RPG or something. I don't know what this is. And I took it home, and for the record, though I had played Treasure Games at this point in my life, I didn't know Treasure as a household name. Guardian Heroes put Treasure on the map for me. Put Treasure on the map? Put them on the map. And I was like, wait a minute, they did Dynamite Henny? Oh, my God. (laughs) They did all these great games! Yeah, for me it was um, uh, uh, Gunstar Heroes. Gunstar Heroes on the Gen. Oh, yeah, but did you know? That's the thing. Like, there's one thing to say you liked the game. I knew, yeah. But I, did you know who Treasure was at that point? I learned about Treasure because of Gunstar Because of Heroes. Gunstar Heroes, okay. Yeah, because yeah, this is. It was like this game. I played through this game so many times. <laughs> it is probably my. You know, a lot of people like to say, you know, Streets of Rage 2 is their favorite beat em up. I'm going to say it, and I mean it. I'm pretty sure Guardian Heroes is my favorite beat-em-up mm. of all time. It gets everything so right. It has a choose-your-own-adventure we'll style. Have to, we'll have to play it together sometime, because I, for me, it's still Streets of Rage 2. It's even on the Xbox, so it's doable. Okay, good. You can play it on a modern console on a modern TV, so there's no excuse. Well, maybe we'll do that on stream. That'd be good. Yeah, buddy. Lots of beat-downs and slap-tastic fun times. Yeah. Yes, Pooplos goes, I always dance between Genjiro and Randy and Guardian Heroes. Yes, there was always those... It was that one point in the game, like maybe halfway to three quarters through, almost every route you take, actually every route you take, there's a moment where there's a long exposition where the wizard Kanan Kanan explains what's going on in the world and the story at large. And during this entire cinema, the main characters are just kind of sitting there doing like little dance moves while the text is scrolling on the screen. And we used to always call it Zombie Dance Party. 
It was Love amazing. It. The Zamba dance party. All right, so we are on to my last track. The grand And this is my number one track of the year. I mean, it would have been the theme of Minot, but this is my number one because I discovered a new artist through this track, through this game. Also, technically, I think it was a bonus round that Ed Wilson picked from episode 13-8, Romancing Ed Wilson. <laughs> uh, I forget, was he doing the VG Embassy at the time? Yes, he did. So I think he had just, that, was, that was his premiering of it. He just started VG Embassy. We're going to have him back on the show to sort of uh, talk it up and to introduce it to our listeners. I, I love that show, by the way. Um, and we did uh, kind of romance or kind of sexy style games. And this is a game from this is from the game Deep Space Waifu for the PC, and the track is called Love Cassette from the Future Speed Mix, and the artist is Funny Death, and this is kind of a sped up remixed version from um, his album called Real Magic Is Real, which is phenomenal. It's amazing stuff. If you like pop music or like synthwave style music, definitely check it out. So, but yeah, I'm really happy that Ed brought this on and introduced me to Funny Death and his whole, um, uh, his whole, um, all of his, his music and all of his albums. It's so good. So this is from Deep Space Waifu, Love Cassette from the Future Speed Mix. And this is composed by Funny Death.
Love Cassette from the Future, composed by Funny Death from the game Deep Space Waifu. We play this on episode 13-8, Romancing Ed from the VG Embassy. Our look at romance and visual novels and all sorts of silly games like that. Um, yeah, I wanted to pick this one. I think this was my favorite track that we played from the year or one that we one maybe new track that we discovered. Um, I think a, a lot of our listeners discovered this artist also through hearing it on our show too, which makes me really happy. I love Daniel Walton goes, I am thankful you all find killer tracks from cruddy games. <laughs> Isn't that the way it goes? Though? Like sometimes. Goes. I have to say, I have to say that's how it goes sometimes. And some of the best music when you think about it, it's like, yeah. this is a game I would have never played in my life. All right, are you ready for a little bit of trivia? I thought you only had two quizzes. No, no, the quizzes are over. This is just like trivia. Oh, okay. Like, you know, like I was fun, getting, fun things to know about our show. I was getting a little scared. Maybe maybe you can maybe you can make some guesses here. All right, so the top five games that we played from this year. And I, I, I have to just say... Just from this year, not overall. Just from this year. And I missed the past like two or three episodes in this list. I bet Persona's in there. Number one is a tie. It's not Rystar, is it? Not from this year. Sega Bass Fishing. Wow. Street Fighter V mm-hmm. and Earthbound. Really? We played four tracks each. From wow. Okay. Th- and then Ma- Street Fighter IV, we played three tracks. And then Mega Man 3, we played three tracks. Three tracks from Mega Man 3. And I think that's because of <laughs> the, the, best Mega- Mega Man game. The, the Mega Man episode that we had with um, the Megas. Oh, that'll do it. Yeah. Okay, now it gets a little interesting. The top five systems of the year that we've played is the SNES. We played 43 tracks from the SNES. Hmm. 34 tracks from the PlayStation 1. Mm-hmm. 33 tracks from the Nintendo. Which Nintendo? Famica- NES? NES slash Famicom. Okay. 27 tracks from the Genesis or Mega Drive. Uh-huh. And then 24 tracks, PlayStation 4. Maybe exclusive, maybe not. Wow. Okay, now I'll just That's do a the, lot of PS4. the top three or whatever. Okay. The top tracks that you've played, the systems that you've played from. Okay. The first one is the PlayStation 1, mm-hmm. then the NES, then the PS4, then the Nintendo DS, then the Super Nintendo. So, so what you're telling me? And then the Wii, and then the PS2. That's incredible. I get that DS up there. Yeah, you're the only one because for me, my top systems were the NES, the SNES, the Genesis, Genesis arcade tracks, which you did not play any arcade tracks. Um, PlayStation One, PS4, and then the Dreamcast. I feel like I might be one of the few people, but mm. when I it comes that was really to me, a lot of the music that I pick comes from games that I, you know, I experienced the music in the game proper. But with arcades, back in the day, you could almost never hear the actual music because everybody was yelling or the music that's was turned why, down. That's, that's why I find it fascinating because sometimes I didn't, I did kind of hear the music. I knew about it. <laughs> All right. Nice. So, what is your fifth track for the night? All right. So. This will be more of like a my cover version for the show, so to speak. But honestly, I don't even remember why I picked this one. I think it's just because, quite frankly, I just like um, <laughs> I like the guests that were on that episode, and the track itself is bangers. What's up? Um, this track was from the episode 13-7, The Search for the Haunted Jukebox with the VGM Jukebox. Oh, yeah, this is. And it was, I think I actually picked it, and it was from Dragon Quest Eight, Boogie Woogie in the Bar piano cover. Composed by Francis Rafe.
Welcome back. You were <laughs> listening to the Boogie Woogie Beat in the Bar, a piano cover C composed for Dragon Quest Eight by Francis Ray. We released it on episode thirteen, Death Seven, the search for the haunted jukebox with the VGM jukebox featuring Glyph and Josadachi. That was great. I loved that episode so much. I'm gonna stop talking like this because if I don't, I'm gonna scream. Um, so <laughs> that was one of my favorite episodes because. I, f- I feel like I fell in love with how they formatted their show and I wanted to insert our show into their show. That and they were so nice about it. Yes, <laughs> it was genius. And then like on the spur, I was like, you know, I want to rate the intro because <laughs> they were, they want to do the whole, like how we showed up at the place. Yes. And they had like the script. Line. I was like, no, I want to just throw my own words in there because I don't want to following a script. Isn't what we do. <laughs> Right, so so they had a script and we just kind of did our own thing. Yeah, when we when we guest on other people's shows or if you have other people from other shows on ours, it's a little bit of a jarring thing <laughs> because we do things a little bit more ad libbed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, ad lib is great. Yeah, like and, but like but we we kind of designed like even like how we record and how we put things together is all based around you know improvisation and the funny thing is i remember i'll never forget this talking mm-hmm. this is a podcast anniversary we first started doing the show yeah you wanted to script stuff did i i remember this because wow. i actually was like because rhythm and pixels is rob's idea like he wanted to do a podcast it's so funny though and he asked i like you want to do the show and i was like yes sir now it's like do it, this. it's such and, a part of our thing that we don't yeah and it was thinking because like for me, it was always like, you know, this is Rob's idea. So what you want to do, I'm Are you on sure board. sure I wasn't like, I'm let's pot- put an No, no, together. I remember this <laughs> because I was like, whatever Rob wants to do is his idea. I'm on board. I just want to have fun with my buddy. But he wanted to try to have like a structure and this like this specific way of doing it. I was like, no, I don't want to do that. I, I can't. I cannot come in and like read off of a script. It won't work for me. I'll fall apart. And I'm like, that even now, like, you may at work. They're like, hey, Pernod, we need to come in and we need to follow this form. I'm like, I'm not good at formats. Just give me some work and let me do it. Yeah. <laughs> I don't, I can't, I can't follow a format. Yeah, it's it's a little rough. And because we're so used to doing it in the same room, when we have people over Skype, things, we get a little shouty. And um, I'm not going to apologize for that. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so yeah, that was a, a the bonus round episode from that that show, and we all played bar themed tracks because they were they were out of, they were playing um, songs that they had considered for their theme song, mm-hmm. and then I remixed the the current theme song that they had for their show, and I, we played it throughout the episode, and that was a lot of fun to do, and I really enjoyed that. I very much concur, sir. So, I got this real quick. <laughs> so, before we do the usual like lead out, yeah, I want to go on like what's going on now. So, usually we just kind of pick our final track and it just kind of does this thing. But this also factors into our listener dialogues and statements. So, mm-hmm. I thought it was funny that um, one of our listeners, Rebecca Gruber, said that she likes she didn't have like a particular episode or track in mind, but she likes the fact that. Every once in a while, we'll get on like these like tangents about favorite retro games and stuff. And she made a specific comment where she said, 
I honestly sometimes feel like Perna has played every game there is to play. Right. And when she said that, I started thinking immediately, and this track came to mind for one reason. When you haven't played this, right? Yeah. Up until this show, and it being brought up, whether it was either, it was either by you or Mike Levy, but I think it was... No, I, I picked the track, but I think either you or Mike Levy brought me on, put me on the game. Yeah. And it was at that point that I realized this great game was out there with this spectacular track yes i never played or heard of before this is battle mania daigon jow for the sega mega drive and the track title is blue sky laundry all the all the track titles are awesome but this is like the game visually like the animation and the graphics are incredible like they're so cool um and then the the action is way it's almost way too fast for me to kind of keep up it's one of those Genesis shooters that goes super super quick and the bullets are super super fast hard to dodge but it's just so neat it's so so cool um, I, I believe it did have an, a, a western release I, I think they called it Gal's Panic yeah no no I was no. Called, like trouble trouble something trouble, trouble, trouble shooter. shooter trouble shooter and they changed the artwork to something horrible and it just didn't hold up did as far as visuals up. and no, everything. No, no. I mean, because because in the game it shows them as anime characters, but then like in the Western cover, it was like these weird like '80s aerobics instructors. You know, it was really strange. Yeah, but I feel like this track for both of us in this manner is a prime example of the fact that this show, for even for all the games and our backlogs and histories of playing video games and whatever. Mm-hmm. This track is a prime example of the fact that there's always more to learn, there's always more to play, and there's always more to listen to, which yeah. in and of itself is a great part of why video game podcasts exist. Yeah, I like that. It definitely, because I'm still learning about new stuff through, the, through this show and through listening to other shows. Like I'm still learning about new music and learning about gaming games and systems that I'm not even really aware of. Yeah. The, um, on, the, on the very first Fiji Embassy episode of Ed Wilson, he had Keyglyph on. They talked about Echo the Dolphin. And some of the early uh, games on the uh, Sega Pico uh-huh. system—that's like a kids, like a like a like a kids mega like master system. But it was like Echo, the Dolphin for like a kids version. I remember the we used to sell the Pico at KB. Yeah, like I never heard of that before. It was it was really interesting to me. Um, so that was really cool. Really cool to see that. Troubleshooter. Um, so yeah, I want to thank everyone for listening to the show. I want to thank everyone for tuning in on YouTube. This has been our third anniversary, our podcast anniversary of Rhythm and Pixels. We did it. Three we, years, and maybe we'll get to four. I feel maybe like we'll get to five. I feel like a lot of podcasts don't survive after three. I think the trick is that we just keep having fun, and when we start running out of ideas for episode <laughs> themes, we just get more and more ridiculous and we drink run out more of, champagne. Yeah, exactly. Are you good at finishing it? I have to. I'm we glad. can't end the show with champagne, Lynn. I'm happy. Um, so um, at the end of every episode... Oh, actually, first of all, I should say, if you'd like to get in contact with us, if you have a suggestion for an episode topic, for a track, um, or for a remix artist, or if you know an artist, or a composer, or someone who's in a cover band, we'd love to hear about them. We'd love to hear from you. Please send us an email. Rhythmandpixels at hotmail.com. For more information about our show... And for more, uh, for the track listing for every episode, for access to all of our episodes and access to everything else that we that we're doing, um, Purnell's uh, game reviews of Hey Poor Player, the SML podcast, and other little um, podcast things that we've done like the mixtapes and the the Pixel Plays episodes. Go to the website, rhythmandpixels.com. Um, if you'd like to support the show, 
um, you can go just hit the subscribe button, hit the hit the ratings thing on on iTunes or, or wherever you're listening. It's always a huge help. It helps us because it helps other people find the show and listen to this great music. And that's ultimately what the goal is. Um, another way to support us is through Patreon, patreon.com slash Rhythm and Pixels. And at the end of every episode, we like to thank all of our listeners. And so begins <laughs> the listing. <laughs> I'd like to thank all of our Patreon subscribers, starting with Brian Kunkel. Thank you so much. Alex, the messenger, messenger, Bobby Arson. Thank you very, very much. Uh, the autistic gamer, Mark Shrout. Thank you so much from Gumblade X, the vocalist from Gumblade X. Thank you so much. Thank you. Uh, Cameron Worma. I know he's been in the chat. He's been watching us live on the stream. He's been playing Salt and Sanctuary like a bandit. There you go. Thank you so much, Cameron Worma, for hanging out with us. Uh, Christopher Stenstrom. Thank you. Damian Beckles. Wicked Sephiroth. Thank you um, for your, your your continued support of the show and for all of your uh, track suggestions and music suggestions. Uh, same thing with OK Impala. Also the best name. name. Every time I get in my car, I remember this man. Uh, Carlos Kung Fu Carlito from the Heroes 3 podcast. Uh, Henrik Anderson, thank you so much for your continued support of the Camouflage podcast, a Commodore 64 focused podcast. Thank you, Michael Bridgewater from the Forever Sound Version podcast. Um, it's just, it's great having support from other enthusiasts and other artists such as yourself. Brian Pitt, Morton Gangso, Chris Murray. Murray. No, Murray! Chris Murray. Hooray! There you go. Thank you. Thank you for your support of the show. Thank you for your continued support of the uh, champagne for our anniversary <laughs> shows. Uh, That's a tradition right there. Um, Soulless Sanctuary, thank you for listening. I'm, I'm glad that, you, uh, that you're enjoying the show. I'm happy that you found us, and I'm, I'm, I'm happy that, uh, that we can inspire you. Also having a ball in the chat. And having fun with us here. Um, I would like to thank Josh. I'm sorry, John Jekyll. Thank you so much. John Jiggle Jingleheimer Schmidt. I would like to thank Joe Vassalo. Vassalo. Chris Steenerson. Chris Steenerson. And Daniel Smith. Good old Daniel. That's not his name. It is today. <laughs> David Smith. <laughs> Daniel Smith. You're just trying. Nah, nah. David Smith, thank you. Thank you so much for your, sh- for your support of the show. And my continued, um, you know, not remembering your first name. It's totally fine. I'm sure, you, I'm sure you're okay with it. <laughs> Thank you all so much for the show. Thank you so much for your support. Thank you show. so much for the show. If you weren't for you, we'd never have it. We would have never found it <laughs> in that treasure chest in the woods. <laughs> I like that. What's, what's in this, what's in this uh, box that you found? You found fun entertainment and great friends. Pernod, what are you doing out in the woods with a shovel in the first place? You've seen too much. Sounds like the opening to a Supernatural episode. <laughs> all right. Well, thank you all for sticking with us. Thank you all for sticking with Purnell <laughs> while I was away. I'm all, I'm all wacky and tacky. Hey, we had a great time talking about dogs peeing on the floor and yeah, Mega Man. And things happened. It's a good time. Mega Man and Mega Man. Um, well, thank you so much for listening to the show. It's been Rhythm and Pixels. My name is Rob Nichols. And I'm Purnell. Thank you for listening and have a safe week. And remember... Perseverance, man, it's a, it's a brute, it's a real beast, and it's something that a lot of people kind of take for granted. I feel like we live in an age now where, not so much an age, I feel like it's always been a thing, it's just I notice it more because I'm being more observ- observant, but 
people kind of want the things to happen over time to happen immediately because why not? I mean, it's freaking awesome. You want to see the results of the labor immediately. But the track, fact of the matter is, and the truth is, you're not going to see that. You're going to have to get through the long, turbulent times where you might not get any you know, acknowledgement or you might not get that notice, that glance at work or that look from that person that cares about that you want to care about you or any of those other things that you feel as though would factor into you feeling as though your story received a sense of closure that is positive or wanted by you mm-hmm. but fact of the matter is you have to work hard you have to try hard you have yeah. to do what you need to do to produce the results you want regardless if it takes you who the heck knows how long to get those results in and with that stated, if it's a hobbyist sort of thing that you're doing, we're not talking work-related, like a hobbyist thing, hmm. first and foremost, the hobby has to be something you want to do. It has to be something you enjoy. That way, if you don't get those initial hits, you really don't care. You're more about just doing what you can to get your work out there, and as you put it out there and share it and display it, and people that notice it and see it and want to share that work as well, it's almost like a natural attrition. It'll just happen. You just have to keep trying, but I know one thing's for sure. The moment you stop, you're guaranteed to get no hits because you're not even putting in the effort to share. Right. Just keep trying. Keep doing what you do best, which is what you want to do, and what's going to happen is going to happen. Just keep trying. Keep going. Keep drinking champagne. (laughs) And that's all there is to it. Thank you, everybody. Thank you so much. Thank you so bloody much.